before we get too far into this, thank you to the folks at Racetech, Racetech.com, uh, motor work, suspension work. They'll do it all for you. They've got some really cool machines down there to absolutely make the best uh, four-stroke head mods out there, and they will sign an NDA as well. So they do it for a lot of teams right now in the pits. Well, maybe not a lot of teams, but some teams in the pits right now. And they'll do it for your team or your shop or whatever. And they've got the latest and greatest technology uh, in Corona, California at Racetech. And, of course, the gold valves, suspension, springs. Get your bike working right for your weight and or speed. Racetech.com. Tell them you listen to Pulp to get a discount. Thank you to Racetech. All right, on to the show. MX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with Doug Cabrera. He is the director of uh, branding and uh, content over there at Feld Motorsports. And looking forward to talking to Doug and seeing what he's all about. Longtime uh, friend of mine, known him for a long time. And, uh, yeah, a very important person on the TV and, and race day live side and all of that. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out at motorsport.com or at your local dealer. The Formula S is amazing. Uh, simply, simply got some great technology in that Formula S. It will, can, and will, could save your life. It's that simple, man. Formula S helmet. I love the Formula helmet. I have the S right now, and I love the Formula helmet anyways when it comes to uh, uh, the quietness of it, the way it fits, um, how much protection it's got with the EPS uh, liner and the uh, cone head system and the... the um, uh, Rion technology. That's it. I'll find the words. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. RJ Hampshire, Justin Brayton, uh, so on and so forth. Wearing Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Uh, their 2024 stuff. I'm, I'm serious. It's some of the best out there. And it's a massive improvement in looks on some of the older stuff they do. I know everybody says that every year for their gear, but for real, it really does uh, look a lot better. Flyracing.com for more information. Renthal, thank you to the folks at Renthal. Their, their, their rider support program is open now. Something new from the folks at uh, Renthal. They haven't done it since pre-COVID time. So Renthal.com, rider support. Go there on their website and fill it out and uh, get on the program. Also, uh, the Renthal, they've got a new bar now out for the uh, 65 KTM uh, line. So check that out, uh, part number 849-01-BK. And they got a fat bar and a regular bar for that thing, which is new for them. And factory Honda, Red Bull KTM. Monster Energy Kawasaki using Renthal products, uh, sprockets, chains, grips, bars, mountain bike stuff as well. Renthal's great name, great product. You know it um, for a long time now. So thank you to the folks at Renthal for coming on board this podcast. And also Maxxis Tires, soft to intermediate. Intermediate to hard tires are available now. Paddle tire from Maxxis. Uh, paddles all the rage, right? So, um, yeah, thank you to the folks at um, Maxxis Tires. Mountain bike tires, 
light truck tires, trailer tires, all of that. Available at Maxxis Tires, uh, Maxxis.com. And um, please check it out. It's a gift from the Science Moto Nerds to you. Chase Kessler running Maxxis. A-Ray making mains in Maxxis last year. Thank you to the folks at Maxxis. Uh, Motorsport.com, Cobo Links. We'll tell you about later, but Motorsport.com, online retailer. Number one not online retailer out there. Go through the banner on Pulpamex to help us out. We'd appreciate that. Also, thank you to the folks at uh, Cobo Links as well. Pulpamex code saves you money, gives you a discount. It's a lowering suspension link on everything from Aprilia to Yamaha's, but we'll tell you more about that later. All right, on to the chat I had with Doug Cabrera from Feld about a lot of TV stuff and some misconceptions cleared up, some questions answered, all of that. Uh, nice chat with Doug. So here we go. All right, everybody. As I said, uh, thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Really looking forward to this one. Should be a real interesting look behind the scenes with uh, a guy that I've known for a long time behind the scenes in the TV end of Supercross and Motocross. Uh, the director of broadcasting and media content for the folks there at Fell, Doug Cabrera. What's up, Doug? How are you, man? Hey, buddy. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. This is uh, it, it's weird being on the other side, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, really, right? I agree. You're usually the one that's going after people or talking to riders or whatever. But no, I mm-hmm. I think people will really dig this uh, because I mean. You know, and 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 to be straight up, I've been one of those guys that's been critical of the TV broadcast here and there, right? As our fans, and sure. uh, yeah. it's let's get some answers, or let's let's talk to you a little bit about why things are done and what's going on, and then I want to dive into your history because you've got some history in our sport as well in the TV end of things, which I find fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll I yeah. think our listeners will dig all of that. You know, so great, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's get into it. Awesome. Uh, I guess first off, I guess, uh, man, it is. Uh, I, I am a crusty, cynical guy, uh, as you know. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, the, the the grouchy guy yelling at clouds. But I have to say, man, yeah. the sport is is is, and this is not a bullshit thing. I've told Davey this too. We used to have the Supercross announcers not even acknowledge the Motocross series. We used to have different rules, different people, different everything. Well, mm-hmm. Feld, MX Sports, on the same path, adding the SMX races, co-promotion, uh, everybody working together, TV, everybody at NBC now at Peacock. And I am relieved and stoked at this direction of this sport. And the reason I'm bringing this up with you is because, as I said over a minute ago, you know the history of, of the two <laughs> two sides in this sport. And I'm not sure yeah. I ever saw this happening, Doug, but it's a great thing. Yeah, it's it's been so positive across the board. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Everyone being on, on, on the same page, one unit, one team, one mission. You know, we all care about the sport, and we want it to do well, and we want to grow it. And I think what we did this uh, this last season in, in, in partnering up with the MX uh, folks and, and, and NBC being on board, and we're all just, you know, continually communicating – and talking about ideas and storylines and making sure everything's aligned and cross promotions. And it's just, it's just become such a well-oiled machine so much better now that everyone wins. And, and really the fans are the ones that are, that are winning, right? They get, they yep. get all the content across the board, social media, the PR, everything's aligned. It, it's just been fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, not a day I was thought I would ever really see. I mean, obviously things change when Feld acquired uh, Monster Trucks and Supercross, and things changed for the better, and it was a slow sort of, you know, get to know each other and a feel-out. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not so sure I ever saw it being this much in synergy. I mean, I was talking to Alex Martin uh, at a Millville ride day, and 
you know, he told me all the things that you guys at the Feld end of things, who, who you know, obviously the, the, the circus and Disney on ice and a long history of promotions. Feld yeah. has been helping the motocross promoters, the local motocross promoters, not, not MX Sports, but just the guys that run the Nationals, been helping them try to market their, their races. Yeah. That's the yeah. kind of level we're at. And I'm not so sure, Doug, I ever thought I'd see that. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Um, I think something that uh, your viewers might find interesting is that what we did uh, in the, for the summer series, at least, uh, for it was our my first go-around, even though I've been in the sport for a long time, but it was my first go with the mm-hmm. MX, uh, you know, sports people and, and, and the promoters. And, you know, that's a little different setup from Feld. But, um, you know, we made sure that they were in the meetings. We made sure they were in the production meetings. We made sure they were in the tech meetings. When it came to the TV show and, and the broadcast show, and, mm-hmm. and they heard how we were going to come about it. They heard, like, not only the storylines and what we were going to show on, on, on the broadcast, but also how technically we were going to go about it, where the cameras were going to go, how we were going to run cables, what we were going to mic, all those things. And they really appreciated it. And they actually learned how a TV show comes together. And, and the more that, that they were included, the more we made them a part of the conversations or decision-making. I think it just worked well for everybody. And, and every track was so welcoming. Uh, I, I mean, I was, I, I wasn't sure what to expect with the outdoors, to be honest with you, because everyone kept saying the elements and it's a lot different from Supercross and this and that, but man, it was, it was flawless. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time getting to know some of these folks and of course, working with Carrie and and Tim Cotter and mm-hmm. and Davey and all those folks, it was it's just I can't I can't speak um, highly enough about them and and how smooth everything went and how happy I think uh, everybody across the board was. I mean, including the, the TV crew who had been out there. Some of them had done um, you know the outdoors before, um, but you know we came in with uh, I guess with more bells and whistles mm-hmm. uh, to try to obviously enhance the, the broadcast, and we did that. And, and and it showed, and, and I think everyone's hard work definitely paid off. Well, it's probably the worst part is just working with Weej and JT, and I feel for you because <laughs> I got to do that a lot, you know? So yeah, um, yeah. I, I really feel for you on that. How has been the, the Peacock uh, back to NBC? Uh, we jumped around a few networks, of course, over the years. The sport has yeah. between, God, between motocross and supercross. I don't know how many networks they've all touched since, you know, the, the mid eighties, but anyways, um, how has been the return to Peacock and, and obviously it's the streamer, you know, we've had, I think we had some races live on NBC, but basically yeah. it's like everything in the world. Now you're, you know, you're buying a streaming package. How has that been? What's there been their, um, response to, you know, the big wigs at NBC to our sport sort of consolidating everything and, and, and making some new events and all of that. Yeah, again, you know, going back to the Super Motocross series now, the 31 events, you know, the, we start in January and we go through the third week of September, uh, you know, and we're promoting um, this, this big, long event where fans can follow the sport throughout, you know, the whole, the whole year. Um, NBC's been great. Um, you know, it's it, it obviously benefits the fans that everything's consistent now. Everything's on one network. Uh, everyone knows we're on Peacock. Everyone knows that we are also on NBC for both series. Um, so, uh, you know, they have been great as far as cross-promoting us. Um, you know, they, they do a great job of keeping us in the loop. Like, hey, we're going to mention you guys on Insta. We're talking to you guys on NASCAR. You know, we're talking you, We're talking about you guys uh, during um, IndyCar racing or whatever. Um, and they, they, they share those links with us, and they send us links. Like, hey, check it out. They were talking about you here. They were talking about you there. Um, and it's been great. And, and, you know, we do the same. You know, we'll mention things that they, they ask, and, and we'll cross-promote um, other NBC 
properties during our broadcast. Um, so it's it's a great partnership, and and we can be happier. They're they're they they're fans. You know, they're fans of, of our sport, and 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 it shows. So one of the things that's been going on with the 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 directors guild strikes and the and the SAG strikes and is issues with streamers not really telling you what they're doing or not really telling you, you know, how many people are watching. Do you guys actually uh-huh. get the raw data and the numbers on, you know, our, our numbers? I mean, before, you know, the, there's nothing. The Nielsen system is far from perfect, that's for sure. But yeah. it was yeah. something, right? And even the, the people monitor the PPP things or whatever. They're far from perfect, yeah. but they were something. Do you guys get the actual real stuff from NBC? Yeah, that's something we're still actually working on. That's a good question. That's something we're still working on. Um, you know, we, we try to, I think they're all working on it, to be honest. Yeah. With you. It's um, a, it's a wild you know, west a little bit, huh? It, it is a little bit of wild west. I'll be honest with you. So it's not like the Nielsen were before where, you know, you had people at home with the box and it's mm-hmm. just, it's a whole different setup, you know? So uh, to no fault of anybody, I think we're still figuring that out. And hopefully in the next year or two, we can, we can start getting or seeing some solid numbers yeah. and seeing where we're at. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you know, you got to think that things are going up and, and, profiling and all that but yeah i just i know these streamers yeah. then you know you understand their point of view too you know um yeah on things so yeah um yeah. it's what, just different it's just different yeah yep. for sure what i what i'd like to know uh and we'll get into the sport a little bit but as far as that goes but uh-huh. can you is it pretty much like you know we had a pre-race show for a while on peacock we had some post-race stuff too you guys were kind of broadening the uh the races here and there and having a little bit of mm-hmm. sit downs and stuff is that pretty much because it's streaming if the race isn't on, if the race isn't on uh, NBC TV, you can. It's just a matter of spending some more money to pay the cameramen hours and th- and directors and things. Can you pretty much? Could you make a five-hour motocross uh, pre-show, pro-show, intermission, and all of that? Like, is it pretty much wide wide open for what you guys want to do? Um, I would say it's wide open. I think it's something that we have to coordinate with the network, okay. right? And see, obviously, inventory, like what, what's on NBC or Peacock schedule as well. Um, there is more flexibility on the Peacock side, but it's still something we need to discuss, coordinate, be like, hey, we're thinking of doing this. Um, but, you know, everyone's in favor of it because when we do pre-shows, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we're not talking about Race Day Live right now. We're no, just talking yeah, about yeah. That, like, yeah. like that half hour before you know, gate drop, we'll say. So let's say we're going live on Peacock or NBC at 7. Um, this past year, we had a pre-show at uh, 6.30. And the beauty of the pre-show that Chris Bond does such a great job with is that it gives us more time to set uh, the storylines, to mm-hmm. set it all up, to talk about what's about to unfold. Because there's so much going on. And, you know, sometimes when um, we go live at 7, you know, we got to get going. We got to get racing because we have a, a tight three-hour window, you know, with the networks and yep. stuff, understandably. I mean, and that's any sport. Um, so sometimes our hands are a little tied as far as, like, wanting to get those storylines out there and, you know, hearing from, you know, the guys in the boots and, and, and our talent on the, on the floor. And so we can lay it out so the fans can understand what's happening. So that extra 30 minutes is actually really important mm-hmm. um, to educate the fans, to bring them up to speed. And to get them, you know, amped up for what's about to happen at the top of the hour. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I think it needs, a, in my opinion, it needs a bit more of a game day feel where you're doing predictions, mm-hmm. you're doing, mm-hmm. you're, you're do maybe having, you know, a Pat McAfee guy or you know a little crazy guy in there or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. But I like, I like it, and it's, it's, it's all good. It's, it's great. I remember a few years in Vegas, a few years ago in Vegas, we had MC and Wyndham and, and a few other guys sitting yeah. up there talking about the race afterwards, and it's a great idea, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean I've seen sure, it. Yeah. I've, I've seen it on my end, like the podcasts and the world of of uh, of our sport 
you know, people want more, right? They want more. Uh, so it's yeah, all good. And that, and, and that's, yeah, and that's a great point. And that's what we want to do. Um, and, and, you know, with social media now, I mean, look, half this stuff, Steve, didn't, didn't exist when I think you and I started in this yeah. industry. So, you know, we're, it's a great time for our sport. And, yes, we want to give fans as much content as possible. You know, you follow us on, on our social channels on, on um you know, Supercross and Pro Motocross and Super Motocross, like it's everywhere out there. Uh, but we also want to give them these pre-shows. We want to give them a post-show. You know, we're doing our Super Motocross Insider Weekly show now. So that's the goal is to pump out as much content as possible and keep the fans engaged mm-hmm. and, you know, be able to follow their heroes and cheer them on, you know, like it's any just, other sport. Yeah, just stop treading on Pulp MX's uh, uh, block, Doug. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's, 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 all, it's all good. It's all, uh, it's all awesome for sure. I, I again, Weege and JT, I, I, the show's great. I just would get rid of those two guys. Um, I, I knew you were going to bring them up. I knew you were going to bring oh, yeah. them up. Yeah. Um, Hey, listen, uh, you're director of broadcasting and media content. And I guess I should have started with this off the top. That, that's bad, bad yeah. interview by me, but what do you do? What is your job, Doug? Boy, that's a great question. Yeah. Like what does it entail? Gotta, I, I, <laughs> yeah. What, what exactly what does that mean? Um, I don't know. I guess I, I boy, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I guess in simplest terms is I, I handle the day to day with the broadcast team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's on the technical side, the creative side, um, logistical side to some point, to some degree right now. Um, you know, and I also work with the race day live folks, uh, and working with that team and the messaging and, and, you know, watching, uh, you know, the storylines and where we want to go with it. Um, so I'm working with both, both sides, which is great. Um, it keeps me on my toes and, 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 you know, uh, you know, engaged with the sport, uh, and knowing every aspect of it. Um, but that's, you know, that's, that's basically my role. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a dream job, if you will. It's something that, you know, uh, I think, um, most people in our industry would really enjoy because it's, it's just, you know, um, I'm involved in so many parts of our sport. And it's it's I'm I'm just spoiled. Yeah. I guess is the best way to say it. Sure. But yeah, I am I am I am day to day, and I get to work with all the different departments within the TV world. But I also my coworkers back at Feld and Feld headquarters. You know, I work with PR. I work with the digital team. Mm-hmm. I work with our global partnership team, uh, marketing. So it's just it's you know that's kind of the best you know overall view sure. I guess to describe it. Uh, Feld brought in a gentleman by the name of Ken Adelson or Adelson. Uh, he worked with mm-hmm. pr- bull riding for a while. He did some NBA stuff. I understand. He seems like a, a yeah. nice guy. I've talked to him a little bit. What has he brought? Uh, you know, and again, you and I have been entrenched in this sport for a long time. So it's sometimes nice to have somebody who knows nothing come in and look at it from a, you know, from a 30,000 foot view and, and be like, okay, what can we do to make better? What has Ken yeah. brought to the, to the package here? Well, I think Ken, uh, like you said, he brings a, an outsider's perspective on the sport and, and using his expertise from other sports he's been in. And I think, you know, his vision is the, the, the bigger picture, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how can we make this overall big machine better? Um, and so, you know, if you look at the virtual graphics that we incorporated this last year, um, the drones that you're seeing a lot more mm-hmm. that we're utilizing in the outdoors, which you're going to see hopefully in some of the Supercross races, um, you know, things like that. The pre-show, you know, uh, working with Bondo on the, on the pre-show stuff. And then, um, like I mentioned a little earlier, the SMX Insider Show um, and keeping that content going. So those kind of things, I think, that, that are enhancing our show overall mm-hmm. is, is where he's, he's really coming in and, and helping, helping the cause and, and making our show that much better. Nice. Um... I find it funny, too, sometimes you've heard over the years, like, so Chris Bond, Bondo, has been the director for a long time. 
Uh, good guy. Um, he cheers for the wrong NHL team, but he's a good guy. Um, <laughs> uh, the fans in our sport, are, I love the guys that are like, the MX t- series is so much better than Supercross or vice versa. Right. And it's like the right. same people forever going to the races, right, and making the Correct. calls and everything. I think that's always been a really funny thing that most yeah. of us know. You know, hey, man, it's the same people. But, um, yeah. and, and again, uh, and, you know, there's things that Bondo does where I'm just like, what, what happened there? And why would you do that? Or, or let's see that or whatever. I, but I think a lot of people's issues with our sport, and, and, and I've said mm-hmm. this on my show, is fundamentally yeah. – our sport is super hard to broadcast. It's it's short. Uh, there's not a lot of signage. There there yeah. there there's quick cuts. There's things going on. There's commercials. Like yeah. it's a really yeah. hard sport to put on TV. Yeah, that's that's exactly. That. I'm glad that you you said that, and not me because that's exactly <laughs> what I was I was going to say. Um, no, you you hit it on the head, and, and that's one thing I, I think you're audience should understand and maybe I, I challenge them to go back and watch some of their other favorite sports mm-hmm. you know um football you know it's it's the cameras are left and right um you know they have timeouts there's always a stoppage in between plays um soccer same thing it's the cameras left and right tennis uh, basketball it's a small arena nascar it's a five-hour show so there's time to do a bunch of things to your point yes supercross is very fast there's um, you know, it's not a, a left and right uh, camera shoot. It's not uh, in a circle, perfect circle. Mm-hmm. They are going all over the place. They're breaking the 180 rule for those camera people listening. Um, you know, we are all over the place, and there's battles that unfold everywhere on that track. So credit to our team, you know, Chris Bond and, and Jeff Manhart, who's our director, and, and the, uh, the production team, but they, they, uh, they bring their A game every weekend. And, you know, they know they have their hands full. And, and to try to cover um, the racing on the track is, is very, very challenging. It's probably one of the hardest sports in the world to, to cover it. Um, do we miss stuff? Of course. Um, like any other sport, you're going to miss some stuff. But I can promise you that we try our best and we try to stay on the, uh, on the tight racing. We try to follow battles. We want to keep the, the viewers engaged. We want the viewers to, you know, to cheer on their heroes. And, uh, you know, sometimes you see it. If someone's far ahead leading, we want to drop back, and we're going to find that second and third battle or fifth and sixth or even ninth and tenth. You know, we want to keep everyone engaged in, 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 in the racing and not just, you know, just watch some guy lead for, you know, 20 minutes. Yeah, we've often on, on our shows over the years, we've talked about the battle for fourth and the LCQs and how crazy it is and how everything goes. And I've noticed mm-hmm. the last three, four years, you know, you guys have picked up on that and you've been like, you know, hey, let's yeah. just not follow the factory rider all by himself and first in this LCQ. Let's yep. let's find the guys that are dying to get in the main event, you know. Um, yep. there, yeah. and, and, you know, and other times you got to go to a commercial and Bondo or Manhart or somebody has to be like, OK, I think we can go to commercial. And guess what happens? The leader goes down or whatever. I mean, I've talked to Weege plenty of times yeah. off off the air. And he's like, we missed it. We missed it. We, we, we had to go to commercial, and, and this guy had a five-second lead, and it seemed all calm, and then shit just went sideways, and we were on commercial. Like, it happens, yeah. you know? Yeah, it happens. But one thing that I do um, I want to point out, and I want to kind of correct and, and, okay. and have your, your audience understand is that if you watch our shows, um, and I'm just talking Supercross right now. Um, well, actually, no, no, the whole series. We do take pride, and we don't go to a break during the racing. If you really pay attention, that's something that we try really hard not to do. 
Uh, that's something that Bondo believes in. I believe in that for the exact reason you're talking about. Now, if we drop back and we're finding, let's say, you know, Eli's killing it, you know, he's, he's gone. All right, let's drop back and, um, you know, Cooper and, um, you know, Anderson are battling. All right, well, let's see what's going to happen here. And in the meantime, Eli goes down. And if we're not in a picture in picture, we don't have the two boxes mm-hmm. going because sometimes we just don't again, right? We, we don't, we just don't, uh, then we'll miss something. And then we're like, ah, oh, but I can promise you, we do our best to, you know, capture as much as we can yeah. and to the storylines that we set up, you know, throughout the, throughout the day, during race day life and into the evening. The, uh, the drone footage outdoors was spectacular this year. So much better than it was the year before. And mm-hmm. I, 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 the drone operator DM me on Instagram. He was like, that's me. You're talking um, about me. He's like, that's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, dude, good job. Like, it, it's yeah. it's a nice use of it, and it doesn't get you disoriented or anything, you know? So, yeah, yeah, really like that. Yeah, they, yeah they, those two guys, they killed it. Um, uh, it was a pleasure having them on board. Um, uh, everybody, that's what they kept uh, really um, talking about for the outdoor series and, and how they covered the racing. Um, it really helped us out to uh, – Cover more ground, mm-hmm. you know. It was kind of like the the way we used to have the spider cam back in the day, um, pre-COVID. Uh, these drones allow us to cover so much ground because you know the outdoors is hard to cover to begin with because the tracks are so much bigger. Yep. Um, you know, cameras can only do so much, and um, these drones just give it so much uh, better perspective. And now we can follow battles, and we can follow a leader a little bit more. And yeah, so expect more of that next year, and and, and expect it uh, hopefully in some of the Supercross races. Do you like the the two boxes in the screen? Like, where are you at personally on that? And and uh, I can see both sides of it. I, I I've, yeah, I've heard complaints yeah, everywhere, a, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know we can't. You know, you're not gonna please everybody. No, but you'll yeah, never I'm you'll a, never a, make everybody happy. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. Um, I'm a fan of it. I think the way to enhance that. I mean, we do this, but it's just something we just have to always remind ourselves are doing it is when we do go to picture in picture, we go to the boxes that talent points out what you're seeing, you know, okay. In the top left, you got the leader and in the bottom, you've got the, you know, battle for fifth. And then, you know, we should, you know, make sure we're fonting it and throwing graphics up. So the van, the fans understand what they're seeing. So if we do a lot of that and we just back it up with what the people are seeing, then it should be pretty easy to follow. And this way we don't miss as many things, right? We're still going to miss stuff. From, from time to time, it's just the nature of the of the sport. But um, if we do those things, then yeah, it's a it's a great enhancement, I think. Uh, three man booths, I don't like them, Doug. Uh, I know you guys love having Stu involved, and as you should, he's great. Ricky's improved uh-huh. a ton. Putting Ricky in the booth was was a good move. Uh, he's gotten yeah. a lot better from the trackside stuff. And then, you know, whether it's Todd or Lee or Weege or, or Blair when he was doing it, th- those guys are all yeah. good. But I don't. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand yourself on a three-man booth? I I feel like it's too, and I don't like it in my hockey spot. I'm a huge hockey fan, right? Um, yeah. I don't I don't like it there either. I'm just not a fan. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, no, you know what? It's it, again, it goes credit to to the the production team and the mm-hmm. TV truck and us um, who have to you know um, guide the narrative and, and and how we're going to present the sport and what, how we're going to talk about it in the booth. Um, I, I can, I can see your point, but you know, as long as they're produced correctly and the mm-hmm. show's produced correctly, um, I think it works. Um, obviously we're talking about two of the best, you know, the elite, um, riders in our sport. Um, and if you really listen to them when they get in a, in a rhythm, you know, they really feed off each other really well. Um, you know, Ricky, 
like you said, he, one thing I'll say about Ricky and, and your audience should appreciate this is that the way he's gone about uh, becoming a broadcaster uh, is the way he went about uh, in his racing career. He works really hard at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he, he asks questions. He doesn't just come in and, you know, pretend, Oh, I'm a five time champion. I got this. He's like, you know, he's engaging in meetings. He brings ideas to the table. He works really hard at it. And you're right. He has improved and he is, he is awesome. So you got someone like Ricky, you know, who's teeing up Stewart and, you know, they can call it as they see it, but then they can feed off each other. Hey, remember, you know, I used to do that. Oh, well, maybe he's going through that. I think they just feed off each other better and you get more um, understanding of why maybe that racer is racing the way he's racing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like some of the discourse, and I don't know how much you pay attention to this, Doug, or even care about it. I think we had some private conversations a little bit here and there, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm in, I'm in the media, so I I see it, I hear it, I absorb it, I you know blah blah blah. Do you feel like some mm-hmm. of the discourse is unfair about the the broadcast from the fans? Like, look, we just finished saying you'll never make everybody happy. Someone's going to complain about yeah. something, um, right. and and I and I take it that way with my with my pulp stuff too, like. If I want to do a segment on, on Burger King, uh, I'm just doing it because I want to talk about Burger King, and I know people will. some people will hate it, but some people will love it. Right. So right. you kind of just got to put your head down and do what you want to do and what you feel is right and entertaining. But I do feel like some, you know, like Ricky pronounces some a name wrong or says Hunter Lawrence mm-hmm. when it's Jet or or mm-hmm. Lee or Todd says Monster Cross, which is hilarious. But, uh, yeah. like... I, I make the mistakes too. Like I, I, I screw up names and I'll screw up times and stuff. So that kind of yeah. stuff, I, I feel like we're, and I don't know if it's because it's such a niche sport that it's our sport, quote unquote. And if, and we mm-hmm. get it and, and the mainstream people don't get it. So we we're core. I don't know what the reason is, but I tweeted this a little while ago. I feel like the discourse on our announcers, on our broadcasts, is a little unfair most of the time. Are you guys perfect? Nope. There's things that I don't like and and things that Bondo does that I wonder about and Race Day Live I wonder about. I get it. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. it's 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 a little harsh. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, honestly, I, I don't really pay too much attention okay. to it. Um, right. Just because, and I'm just being honest, I, I just yeah. feel like, you know, we, we work really hard. Um, you know, you're, I don't think your audience will ever really know how many people behind the scenes make this big well oiled machine turn um, from Sal to, you know, the TV crew to everybody. I mean, it's so, and, including you, including the industry. So, you know, I, I think, yeah, we're just not going to please everybody. I can just tell you that the people that are involved in the sport, uh, especially the people that are involved in the broadcast side of things and in the race day live side of things, side of things are um they work hard and they care about the sport they're passionate they're fans just like you and i are mm-hmm. so you know they do take pride in what we do and they do care about if they yes if we miss miss something or we mispronounce something or like you said we miss a, a crash or we miss a pass or a font is miss uh spelled there's something along those lines um, you know, we take pride in our work and, 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 you know, we care about the sport. So I don't, I, I, you know, I don't really worry about that stuff to be honest with you, because yep. I know that the right people are in, in, in place that, that they're trying their hardest every day for, you know, an entire season to, to help this sport grow and, and become its, the, the best it can be. Right. Doug Cabrera on the fly racing racer X podcast. Um, how have you, have you, well, I want to get into your history a little bit, but, Thinking about how long you've been doing this for and what you're doing now, 
Do you find, and, and there's more scrutiny on our sport, there's more media, there's more everything than there used to be, just like every sport. So do you yeah. find the teams and riders, Doug, are better than they used to be, the same they used to be, or worse than they used to be as far as access and time needed and all of that? That's a good question. Um, yeah, if I think back back in the day when, when I started and probably probably when you started, um, I think things are way better today. I okay. think access yep. is, is that for, you know, and I'm, I can only speak for, you know, the broadcast team and the Race Live folks. Um, but I think it, it's fantastic. I think the teams understand uh, what we're trying to do. They understand that we're, you know, it's in their best interest. Uh, you know, we want to showcase not only the athletes, but the teams or their sponsors or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and we're promoting the sport. This is to benefit everybody. Um, I know back in the day, I would get a lot of pushback if I just wanted to get a, a little interview here or there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, I don't know. We'll get back to you. You know, like, <laughs> right, they just, right. I'm like, get back to me. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but no, nowadays it, it's, it's because it's such a much bigger machine. And, and, you know, we've had folks like yourself and all these other podcasters and journalists and, I think the teams and the athletes and, and um, the industry as a whole get it. And, um, you know, we're working better together, and, 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 and it's showing. Yeah, I feel like the – again, with the new uh, merger with the MX Sports and the Peacock, uh, the managers' mm-hmm. meetings are, are going well, and people are yep. – you know, I think there's a sense of, like, let's go get them. You know, I mean, uh, we ditched the FIM, which was a great thing. I used to yell at Prater and Gender about that all the time. <laughs> Um, you know, uh-huh. like we're, we're, we're circling the wagons and kind of, I, I, you know, Honda still wants to beat Kawasaki on a Saturday night, but on a Monday to Friday, they're like, what can we do? How do we do this? Yeah. Let's make it better. And I'm not so sure that used to be that way, you know? So, yeah. 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 I agree with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I agree with you on that. Uh, race day live. It is, uh, it's something that you've worked closely with and over the years mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, we had uh, Villapoto in um, for the SMX. Yeah. He did a good job. And, you know, kind of rotating. Dan Hubbard does a nice job. God, you huh? talk about BMX passion with Dan Hubbard. It's there. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. It's there. Uh, but what? Talk about take us through Race Day Live a little bit, uh, some of the challenges with that. I know it doesn't have access to every camera that you have for the night show, so that's sometimes an issue. But overall, the mm-hmm. Race Day Live thing has been working really well, and it's improved. Man, it used to just be, and again, I'm getting on my high horse here, I used to feel yeah. like Race Day Live was a goddamn infomercial for all the people that just sponsored the series. And yeah, yeah. and it is now more of like that game day college feel. Well, you still got to get the sponsor stuff in there. I get it. I mean, yeah. if anybody knows about sponsors, it's, it's me. I have a ton of them. But yeah. but I do feel like the, the direction of Race Day Live the last three years has, has really improved. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate you saying that um, because that is that is the goal. That's what we're trying to do. And, uh, you know, we've got great folks on that end as well. You know, our producer on that end is Jeff Harper. And, uh, you know, we're closely with him as well. Um, you know, and we do want to give it that game day live feel, you know. And, and what I like about RDL is there's, there's more wiggle room. You know, with the broadcast of the night show, it's very tight because of the racing and everything we got to get in there. Where on the race day live, um, you know, we're covering qualifying and we're covering practice. But, you know, if we want to, you know, run one of our talent to fan fest and, and, and catch the fans hanging out or, you know, kind of do a fun report from, you know, uh, Red Bull KTM or, you know, Monster Energy Kawasaki or whatever, we can do that and not disrupt what's going on on, 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 on the track. So, yeah, we, uh, we work really hard. Um, you know, we have meetings where we make sure both teams are communicating, meaning, 
the broadcast side and the race live team. So everyone knows what everyone's working on, mm-hmm. that we're in parallel when it comes to storylines. Um, and that's really, I think, has helped Race Day Live. And the way we go about it is RDL will key up the storylines all day long, right, to Jeff Harper, and then Fonda will take it, and then we will continue that narrative to the broadcast. Uh, and, you know, and in that way, everything stays in sync. And so far, it's, it's working great. And, um, you know, I think RDL still has so much more potential, so many more things we can do um, that uh, I really, really enjoy working with that team. So when you guys do happen to just follow a rider during a slow lap, um, yeah. <laughs> what what that's just a lack of cameras, right? A little bit. I, that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah, I know that's the one that we get beat up on mm-hmm. a lot. Like, yeah, I follow. Yeah, I, I totally get it. And, it. and that's that's correct. It's a smaller crew. Um, you know, to be honest, yeah, uh, we do our best to um, you know follow a hot lap, and but you just don't know. You know, you don't know when that one guy's going to pump the brakes. So we, we try to do our best, but we, we understand that, that it could be a little bit frustrating when you're watching it from, from home. Uh, you know what I think is a really cool part of um, Race Day Live is, so obviously I just hung out with Villapoto at this Millville thing, and he told me he was the greatest Race Day Live reporter ever, or whatever, because <laughs> he's the greatest ever. Yeah. But, but he was really good. He was better than yeah. I thought. And then Brayton... Brayton has blown my mind a few times yeah. Race Day Live when he yeah. sat in there. McGrath did a, a Race Day Live appearance a couple years ago where he just dropped bombs on a couple of riders because he's Jeremy yep. McGrath, right? He can do that. Right. And mm-hmm. that, to me, is a secret sauce of Race Day Live. Like, I, I would encourage you guys to find these dudes that may be way better than we thought or, or, or you know, in a professional way, of course, I really like the fact that we've seen these guys uh, a lot of times offer some great insight, man. It's been really cool to listen to some of these guys. That's awesome. And I, I really appreciate you saying that, Steve, because that's exactly why we asked them to come on. You know, uh, these guys are, are, you know, the credentials speak for themselves. They know what they're talking about. Um, you're not going to question, you know, someone like a Villa Poto or uh, Justin or McGrath. You're just not, you know what I mean? Um, if they say this is why, this is why. Um, and, and you're right. It does make a difference. Um, you know, we want people in that booth that, that, that uh, will speak their minds. And I'm not saying, like, disrespect people or disrespect teams or writers, but explain and educate. Like, okay, this is why this person might be struggling. Or, hey, check, keep an eye on this for tonight because he's going to send it here. Or watch this guy start. Or yep. check out this guy's bike setup. Like, both guys can speak to that because they lived it. So, um, yes, we are we are aware of that, that how important that chair is and who should be in it and, and for the exact reasons you just you just described is why we, we picked those heavy hitters. Can we get J B back in? I thought he was great. Can we can we work on that? Let's 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 get, let's get <laughs> we can we can talk to him and see what uh, he has to say. Uh I, honestly look, and I've said Stu's been a great addition. Ricky's mm-hmm. been working hard, like you said, but there have been more than a few times, in my opinion, that Brayton or McGrath or whoever has outshone, outshined the real race day analyst in my mind. Like that's mm-hmm. how good it is. Like I'm just like, I want more yeah. of the practice guy <laughs> in the booth tonight. <laughs> like it, it, there's been some great, great stuff on a race day live. Um, so yeah, yeah, that that's been really wow. cool thing to to find. Yeah, that's that's interesting you say that. Um, and and again, it might lead to it might lend to what like I said earlier, like mm-hmm. RDL is a little looser, right? We yeah, can we yeah. can have longer discussions. We got 
you know, where to be straight or Ricky or Stu or that's true. Whoever, right. like, you know, yep. that, that those heat races, that's it. They get that window and then boom, on to the next one or the first moto and then on to the next one. So that's, that's the, the secret sauce, I guess, with RDL is it's, it's, there's more time to get into stuff like that. So it allows uh, Villapoto and McGrath yeah. and Brayton to get into certain things and, and talk about, you know, even their own experiences or even like their own um, salaries back in the day that yeah. you don't really hear about on the broadcast side. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, too, uh, something that's happened, I think, that's been a positive and never would have happened in the old regime, and we'll, we'll talk more about that in a little bit, is, like, you uh-huh. know, sometimes uh, Palpa Mex is quoted or Swap Motor or Michael Antonovich quote or you guys mm-hmm. are putting up a tweet from somebody or something and you're, you're giving the Pulp Show some credit for, you know, an interview that we did. And, and that's all, in my mind, like, I think that's just helps everybody out it, it it raises the tide for all the ships uh, that cover the sports uh thing and i think that's been a nice change and, and that never would have happened again talking about things that have changed for the better i think that's a great thing and i'm not saying it from a selfish point of view of like oh you're giving pulp a, a you know a spotlight i just mean it for everybody uh it's it's a great thing you know yeah no that's that's uh that's uh, you hit it on the head um you know it's it's it, we're welcoming it you know we we understand the bigger picture and it's it's again everyone's the same goal we all have the same goal we want this sport to succeed yep right so why divide why not include why not talk to this person why not? like yeah it's a win for everybody every everything you do Steve, i know it's to for the better of the sport because you care you know no different than what we do yep. in uh in the stadiums or at the outdoor tracks. Uh, or the playoffs in September. It's just it, it just makes sense. Yeah. The first time I got the email saying, "Hey, we want you to do the Supercross preview video." I'm just like, "What?" Like, "What?" <laughs> like uh, yeah. Ken Hudgens is absolutely just threw up in his mouth right now, you know? Yeah. Uh, but um <laughs> hey, where are you at with the leader lights? What what kind of innovations do you like right now that we're doing? Does anything get you excited, Doug, as far as uh newer things that we've done like leader lights or the arrow on the TV for the leader or, you know, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, there's there's room for improvement there, um, you know, as far as how we want to, again, it's how we're engaging the, the audience and how they can follow the action. So uh, I'm open to all of that, you know, the pointer system, the leader lights, um, sometimes spotlights, you know, that's, that's been something that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just so many different um you know, uh, options out there. And that's, that's kind of what we're, we're looking at all those things, you know, um, and we want to continue to enhance the experience. The Phil Nicoletti crotch cam we saw. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. No, but you know, like things like that, you know, we definitely, you know, we're, we're testing on board and we're testing a few other things Mm -hmm. and, you know, I can't make any promises, but you know, we can say that we're, we're trying new things and if they fall into place, we will absolutely put them in the broadcast, um, or race you live. Um, and, and, you know, give the viewer a better experience, uh, an enhanced experience, if you will. You Just like s- we did with the virtual graphics. We love the virtual graphics. Yeah, yeah those, are, those are good. I, get, I understand that cost a pretty penny, that software. It wasn't cheap. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all right. Yeah, right. We, we make it work. We make it work. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, by the way, Fly Racing, RaceRx Podcast, Doug Cabrera, uh, presented by Renthal, Maxis, uh, Cobo Links, and Motorsport.com. All right, Doug, time to get into your background a little bit here. Uh, how'd you get involved with the sport and TV production and all of that? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're a Chicago guy from back in the day. Yeah, yeah, wow. That's a, that's a, that's a, how long do you, how long do I have? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, it was, um, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Um, I went to uh, Northern Illinois University, graduated in 93. 
majored in uh, communications. Um, I knew I wanted to be in video, TV. Um, I thought actually I was going to end up in um, music videos. Oh, okay. Uh, because yeah, yeah. I, grew, I grew up in the MTV era. So, you know, all my bands. I know you and I have talked about music. But, you know, so I, I saw myself going in that direction. But, um, yeah, no, as it, as it has it, uh, I, I saw this um, – this ad for a, a monster truck commercial editor. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I, I applied for it. And, and, and back then it was SRO. Um, and uh, based out of Chicago, like you said. Um, and uh, that's how I got my foot in the door. And where I started was uh, actually on the Monster Jam side. Okay. And I was, I was the uh, Monster Jam commercial editor. So I would com- uh, edit the 30-second spot that you would see run in each market, mm. even to this day. Um, but you know, there was a little, uh, there was another editor to, to my, to my right. And, uh, he was editing a little sport called Supercross. And I kept looking over there going, you know, what is that? I, I didn't know what Supercross was. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. I was what, never what year is this? You know, I grew, what year is this? 90. Uh, I was hired in 95. 95. So okay. 96. Yeah. 96 is my first full season with the, with the sport. Yeah. So this is McGrath. And, uh, he's, he's, he's editing McGrath at this point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I came in right with MC was dominating. Um, you know, and I, I noticed what he was doing and I, you know, I started asking questions and I would see these sit down interviews that our men would do with, you know, Fro and Larry Ward and, um, Newton McGrath and Albertine and you know, all those guys. And, um, and uh, I just, you know, I knew all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, let me, let me try my hand at that. So I started doing some music videos that would run in the stadium, some opening ceremony stuff. And little by little, you know, I, I, I got my foot in the door uh, as far as Supercross. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then after that, I just kind of, you know, put in my time and, and, and started uh, doing whatever I had to do to, to, to be a part of Supercross. Um, you know, I, I started traveling to some of the races and started shooting some behind the scenes um, so I can use that footage for commercial spots because I was still the commercial editor. Uh, and from there, um, when DVD started coming about, um, they asked me to start producing home videos. So I started, I said, okay. So mm-hmm. started producing the bar to bar series that I'm sure you've seen a few of them. You're probably in. Yeah. I'm in a couple uh, of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I started doing the bar to bars, uh, and, and that's where I kind of started, you know, honing in my producing skills and, and, you know, uh, working interviews, talking to the writers, getting to know the writers, uh, working with their PR team at times, um, and then coming back and, and learning how to tell stories. You know, it wasn't a commercial anymore. Now I'm narrating and, and, and telling, like, an MC feature or a fro feature or whatever. Um, you know, so uh, as time went on, obviously, I was, you know, my skills were growing, and, 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 I was, um, and I was always wanting to get my next step would be TV, the broadcast side of things. Yep. And um, uh, I started doing features for the broadcast team, um, Early on in the 2000s, I believe, something like that. Uh, so some of my features were in the in the in the broadcast show, and that's kind of when me and Bondo started working together. So me and Bondo were back. We we worked on a wow, <laughs> many, many yeah, projects I didn't, together. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, the are, 2001, 2002. Yeah. So are um this kind of stuff? Are you st- were you obviously you went to school for this, but uh-huh. what we've seen. The, the the advancement in computers and edit video software and all of that has been just nuts. Yeah. How how have you kept up with all of this over the years and and you know uh, taught yourself I guess how to how to use it right? Yeah yeah well I uh, boy the last time I I really was edited I edited anything was 2016 okay uh, when we were doing chasing the dream yeah um you know so up to that point it was just basically I just kept my my hands on it and I would you know cut some features mm-hmm. here and there um. 
you know, the, the, the bar to bars, um, that's what kept my skills in check because I had to recap a whole season and tell stories and interview people. So that just kept me in check all those years. Um, but then when I took over, you know, TV and RDL in 2017, I mm-hmm. think, um, no, I had to, you know, kind of let that go, uh, which was weird at first, you know, because that's, that's, that's what I love to do. But, um, but really my goal was once, once I, 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 I knew where I wanted to go was to, you know, be on the broadcast side of things and the race mm-hmm. live side of things and, and work with what I call the elite and, and the team that, that we have in place today on both sides. Um, uh, they're, they're elite people. They, they are so high skilled people, um, on many, many levels, um, that it's, I'm, I'm spoiled. You know, I, I get to work with the best of the best, um, every weekend and, um, it shows when you watch the show. Do you remember the first race you went to live for Supercross? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's a great story. Um, uh, so it was Indianapolis. Um, I had already started, you know, editing some footage. So I was getting to know the riders and, you know, to me, I only knew them on, on tape. Yeah. Figure, right. Sure. Tape. And, uh, <laughs> tape, right. Um, <laughs> right. So I would see McGrath and I would see all these other riders. I'm like, oh, these guys seem kind of cool. And at the time, my, uh, my, my first boss, TD Lovett, who's mm-hmm. still with us. He's on the, on the merch side now. Good friend of mine. Um, he's like, Hey, let's go to India. I want to take you to India so you can kind of get the, the live event feel of it. And I'm like, sure. So it was the RCA dome. And uh, I'll never forget it. We're walking down the tunnel. Uh, the riders are, you know, lined up to go practice. Mm-hmm. This was on a Friday. This yeah. is back when Fridays were practice. Right? Yeah, we used, to, we used to have a You're... Friday practice, which was pretty cool. Yeah, pretty neat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Friday practice. And uh, it was me and my um, buddy, TD, and uh, here comes the first rider that I ever met. And I was, I was like, oh, you know, oh, my gosh, there he is. And it was, um, it was Fro. Oh, yeah. It was, it was Jeff Emick who came up, and he knew um, – he knew my, uh, my my boss at the time, my, my one of my good friends on TD Lovett. Right. He's like, hey, what's up, TD? And he's like, hey, bro. And he's like, hey, this is Doug. And I'm like, hey, Jeff, how are you? And he was the very first guy I ever met. I think I told that story to him once. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of ironic. Years later, right, I'm working with him in the booth. Yeah. And, you know, we became friends. And, and, and like I said, like, to be able to, you know, call some of these guys my friends now, it's just something that, you know, back then when I was just, running around, learning how to, you know, do all this stuff and, and get involved in the sport with, you know, a camera on my shoulder and, you know, um, to now be able to call guys like Ricky, my friend, and McGrath and Jeff and Stewart and, and so many others. It's, 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 a, it's a dream come true. It's, it's ridiculous, actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, though I feel like those bar-to-bar DVDs sold a ton. I feel like they did really well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they did pretty good back yeah. in the day. Yeah, I think so. I, uh, I, I've met some people now that they told me, man, it just makes me feel old. But they're like, yeah, I used to watch those when I was a kid. Yeah. And that's how I used to follow my heroes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tell so, me about I mean, it. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess it, it, it did something right. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, the, the stories are there for, you know, for the next generation to um, look back and see what, uh, you know, all our great champions and, and other writers did back then. So this is SRO. So is uh, is Alan Becker still around then? Is this like a uh, is this the SRO and, and Charlie Mancuso sort of marriage that happened a little bit? You mean back in uh, yeah in w- when you started? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I got hired, you were SRO, and then within a year or something like that, um, uh, Alan Becker came in. Correct. He he bought out the, all the promoters yeah. at Daytona, I believe. Yep. Um, which was the smartest thing that the best thing that could happen to the, uh, in the supercross world at the time. Uh, but yeah, I was there for that merger and then I was there for, for all the rest, you know, uh, 
Clear Channel, Live Nation, yeah. um, you know, SFX, uh, of course, Fell. Um, so it's been a, it's been a crazy ride, but it's been a good ride. Man, uh, yeah, you've been you've been there. Um, you know, yeah. it was Charlie Mancuso ran the sport for a long time, and he really ran it with an iron fist. And uh-huh. uh, you talked to a lot of people that were involved with the sport back then, and I have. And you yeah. know, Charlie was out to crush the outdoors and crush any competition. And then there's the whole jam yeah. sports thing that got him got them into a little trouble and, and the yeah. AM, and fighting with the AMA and. There, that's mm-hmm. a whole. We could do a three-hour podcast on the politics of the behind the scenes of the sport, <laughs> and then we can go further yeah. back to Mike Goodwin and Mickey Thompson and even yeah. more, right? But yeah, but there was an attitude, and, and Hutch, Ken Hudgens was the old PR guy. Him and I clashed a few times. Denny Hartwig, a good buddy mm-hmm. of mine, um, we crashed. We clashed a few times, and and Charlie was a ruthless guy, and it really was their thing. Do you? And so I guess. You know, and I'm not asking you to bury anybody, Doug, here, but the, sure. the attitude of Feld compared to your old meetings you used to have, I, could it be any different? Uh, uh, yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble, but I just, no, like, no. It's yeah. A fair, yeah, it's a fair question. And, you know, to be honest with you, back then, it was, you know, I was just starting off. Yep. Um, you know, I was, you know, you know, just the entry-level position. I wasn't in the... High end meetings with the uh, with Hudgens and and Charlie and those guys. Um, you know, with that being said, I you know I can't um, you know I can't bag on them because they helped me end my career. Sure, you know, yeah, part yeah. of them helped me to where I am today. So um, did they run a tight ship? Absolutely. <laughs> were they successful? Absolutely. Um, you know, we, like you said, were they fans of the outdoors? No, I, I don't know why. Yeah, I can't yeah. answer that. Right. You know, I wasn't involved in those discussions, thankfully. Um, but you know now everything's full circle, and and it's like I said early on, it's 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 so much better now, and it's just it's just it's almost like all of us old timers um, at the office we're all shaking our heads, going, "Yeah, why didn't we do yeah. this earlier?" Yeah, like Prater, you know I mean? Prater and Gendro and you are probably like, "Holy crap, man, this is so different." Yeah, <laughs> it is so yeah, but, but it's weird that we had to say that. I mean, it's like so obvious, like, yeah, yeah why didn't we? Why these guys are great? Why aren't we? Yeah, so it's just yeah. But even we got here. But even the attitude, yeah, even the attitude with media back in the day, right? It was just like yeah, yeah, like they were they were not accommodating. They were not. It's just it's such a different story now, and 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 for the yeah. better, like you said, like you guys are probably walking around going, "Holy shit, man! It's so much better." <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's 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 good for the sport. Right, right. Do you now? Okay, so you go back to the Art Ekman days, like you said, right? Art and David, and, yeah. and Ralph and yeah. Jeff, and and, and 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 where we're at now, and and everybody in between. Uh, Denny Stevenson had held it for a year, and and we had yeah. a lot of people come through. Do you have a couple of favorites, talent wise, Doug, that you really bonded with, liked, um, you know, past or gone, or, or even the guys, current guys that either you liked their style, or you just became good friends with them, or you just thought that you know it, it worked out really well yeah. for you. Um, great question. I, you know, that's a, uh, that's a hard one because, Oh, come on. You know, You're being I, too politically correct. Come on. No, 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 no. It's just because, you know, at different times in my career, I was in different positions. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I worked with, you know, art to a point and David Bailey, but again, I was still just starting off where today it's different. You know, mm-hmm. I'm in those conversations with, you know, Lee and Reed and RC and Stewart. And so, you know, I mean, they, they all had, and have their positive, um, positive aspects. You know, yep, they're all yep. good at what they do. For yep. and, and 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 to be fair, each one. If we're talking about 
you know, Art and David or Ralph and Fro or today's crew, whatever, like they all had their special gifts and they all, I think, promoted our sport um, to the best of their ability mm -hmm. and, and with the direction they were given. So I, I think I'm just fortunate that I was able to work with all of them across the board and continue to work with them. That's such a politically correct. I'll call you after and ask you, Doug. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Doug. <laughs> hey, uh, I've often said this, and I'm, you know, I'm old like you, and I'm biased a little bit. But, uh, yeah. and again, you were in a different position than you are now. But has there ever been a guy for our sport like Jeremy McGrath? Like, just when you look at, and again, you were in, a, you weren't hands on with him, you know, back then like you are now with the Riders now. But I know mm -hmm. Jet Lawrence is awesome, and I get you know, all these guys, but we had a run of guys from Eli to the Ryans, you know, that kind of, you know, just great guys, but you know, just normal average guys that could ride a motorcycle super fast. But to me, and even Ricky, Ricky, when he raced, Ricky was not the Ricky we know now. Okay. Like that's, right. like, we all know mm -hmm. that. I just mm -hmm. think, and maybe just cause it's my, maybe it's me walking uphill to school both ways, but Jeremy McGrath had the personality, the looks, the style, the uh, mm -hmm. the PR that we've never seen since, uh, and I don't know mm -hmm. if we ever will. Do you agree? Um, boy, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, I mean, all right. I hear, I hear you. I yeah. hear you on that. Um, yeah, I mean, MC, you know, he did transcend our sport to another level, and you know, that's what made him special. But I think they all kind of, you know, they all have their own little. Nuggets, uh, you know, I mean, if you're talking about like, you know, I feel like Stewart had a great personality when he was racing, you know, mm -hmm. um, I felt like Ricky and, and, and Reed spoke their minds and they just, you know, uh, you know, they had no problem coming out and saying, I'm going to crush everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think the interesting part is I'm, I'm really interested in, in seeing how Jeff's story unfolds, to be honest with you. If you're talking about what you're mentioning, yep. um, I think we have a really good shot with Jet, um, you know, as far as his personality, um, his looks, or the way he comes about, um, you know, against racing the, the rest of the field, the way he um, handles himself. Um, yep. I think, I think he, I, you know, maybe I'm speaking a little ahead of, of uh, on my turn, but I think that he might be the full package. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know, only we'll time see. will tell. But yeah. but I, I, if you want to compare, I think Jet might be the next guy who will transcend this sport. I mean, Doug, you know, Jeremy got us onto the, the Tonight Show. I mean, good I know. Time, you know, <laughs> yeah, he was on the Tonight Show. Uh, who else was there? Ricky was there. Pastrana was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so, yeah. We'll yeah, it's 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 interesting to see, and, and you're right, Jet. The the trajectory of Jet is. It's looking good. Oh. It's looking really good. That's oh. for sure. It, uh, yeah, I mean, I was one of those. I'm like, well, let me see. Let's just wait because you know what? We talk about these, you know, storylines and all these writers and all our meetings, and you know, people forget how young he is. You know, and and the kid just turned 20, and and look what he's done already. So, uh, pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, talking to, uh, I talked to BJ Smith about this, um, over mm -hmm. the years. I was, I was even going to do a story on it a little bit. And I, and you and I, I think when we first ever met, it was over email on this topic, but like the old footage mm -hmm. of supercross motocross, like it is just a potpourri of, of wild West, who owns it, where it is. Some of it was yeah. damaged. Some of it's lost, uh, 
You know, yeah. there's there's somebody on from the UK making people take things down on YouTube that you're like, what? The UK people yeah. are saying they own some footage. It's an absolute, uh, uh, like I said, potpourri of people. Like, can we do anything about this? Or is it just like, you know, like you said, when SRO sold to Feld, kind of like 96-ish. Uh, yeah. Is that it? Or the old stuff, uh, can, be, can we save this? Is it out there somewhere? Do we know? Well, uh, that's a great question. I mean, I can tell you that we have a vault at headquarters um, that uh, actually I've kind of maintained, scary enough, since 96. (laughs) Now that we're talking about it, uh, so, you know, we've we've archived all our broadcast shows and everything we've shot behind the scenes, sit-down interviews for many, many documentaries, uh, part of ours, TV Mm -hmm. shows, whatever. Um, So we do have a lot of it in our archives. The problem is um, that pre-96, uh, or even 95, I think 95 and 94 were still pretty good in the vault. But before that, because we had different promoters, right, before Alan Becker came in, yep. different promoters, different, you know, series, you know, who knows who was shooting what in the Houston mm-hmm. Supercross, and then there was a San Antonio, and then I think there was, a, um, you know, of course, in L.A. or whatever. So I think that's where that just got lost in the shuffle. Yep. and. Unfortunately, you know, who knows what happened to some of some of that footage and, you know. Yeah, it's a shame. So it's, it's a real shame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I would love to have, you know, everyone talks about Anaheim, 86, whatever. Like, we have some of that, but, mm-hmm. I mean, if we would have been able to archive everything from day one, from, like, yeah. 74, we'd be in great shape. But it just, like you said, you know, people were, it was just a brand new sport. Uh, the structure was different. So who, who knows what happened to that footage. Can we uh, obviously the the explosion of F one in North America has been a huge thing the last few years, and a lot of people talk about the Drive to Survive documentary on Netflix uh-huh. being the reason why. And uh-huh. we've you know Red Bull guys tried to do stuff, but it's mostly with Red Bull riders, and 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 it's a little sanitized. And you know the energy yeah. drink wars are are alive and yeah. well. Can we yeah. can can we do this as a sport? Like, do you think? Uh, Feld and you and everybody else, can we do a drive to survive for our sport? Do you think it's it with the politics in play? Can this work? Is this something that you guys, um, I'm sure you've discussed it. Uh, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I can tell you we've done it. Um, we, we were ahead of the game uh, when we were doing Chasing the Dream in mm-hmm. 2016. Um, I was fortunate enough to be a part of that, and we had a great team in place. Wes Williams was there, and you know some of the guys that you know, um, uh, Luke and a bunch of other guys, just great shooters, great editors, great storytelling. And, um, you know, we were asked to, uh, to take it in house because before that there was something, there was another show, um, that was done. Uh, but we, we took it over in 2016. And if you go, if you guys go back and look at, uh, chasing the dream, I think it was four or five episodes. Um, it's F1. It's, it's, it's exactly what, uh, everyone is raving about today on, on Netflix. So I, I get kind of annoyed sometimes. I'm like, hey, you guys should do that. And I'm like, I know, we've done it, but we got to go back and do it. So, yeah, you know, we've followed storylines. We, we were miking riders and, and mechanics, and, and they were giving us access in the rig. And, you know, um, Chad Reed would give us access in between heat races, and we'd go in the rig, and he'd be studying film and looking at things. And, um, you know, we, we got the, uh, the pike blow up with, uh, who was it, um, who was it? Uh, Vince Freeze. Vince Freeze. Yeah. Freezy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got that whole, you know, when he got, when he got back to the rig and him and, and the team, the Anthony has got in his face. Like, what are you thinking? Like, we got all that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it aired. So um, 
Can it be done? Yeah, because we've done it. Do we want to do it? Absolutely. Are we going to do it? We're working on it. Okay. Yeah, I just wonder what that would work with some distribution, right? And some mm-hmm. some uh, exactly. non non um, non endemic people watching. If that yeah. would do, right. and we're not getting to the level F one. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, we, maybe that's a chance of where we can grow a little bit. We have great personalities in our sport, as you know. That's, you know? It. that's exactly it. And and you know, I, I I'm reminded of that every time we start the preview show, which you're going to be a part of. Um, but you know that when we start doing that show and we start putting the outline together and what are the storylines and we start talking to the writers and, and, and you guys, the journalists that remind us, man, there are great storylines, great athletes, great things happening here that, that can, we can take it so much further. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's, it's something that we absolutely want to do. Um, it's, it's the way to go. It's going to help the sport grow. Um, and, you know, F1's proven it. If we get it on the right platform, I'm not saying it has to be Netflix, but if yeah. it's Amazon, Hulu, whatever, or it could be Peacock, whatever, you know, um, the behind-the-scenes stuff, that's where the real stories happen. You know, that's where you really learn who these athletes are and how great they really are. Is there um... – Look, you're, I, I imagine you're just a voice in the room, but um, how much discussion or how much do you guys kick around the the hiring and firing and of talent, uh, whether it's Race Day Live, whether it's the TV broadcast, whatever it is? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Is that something that's reviewed every year and you guys are like, this person's good, this person's not? I mean, we saw Daniel Blair left. Uh, things like, yeah. you know, he left. Mm-hmm. He didn't get canned. But um, uh, how, much is, how much of that stuff do you get, do you get involved in yourself personally? Uh, I'm involved in it. Um, you know, we, is there, do we review it? Yeah, of course we review the whole process and we review how things are done and the messaging. Um, but you know, we have such heavy hitters. We're spoiled. You know, like you just said, you love CNRV and Brayden and Stu and Ricky, like, you know, and, and, and Lee and, and JT and Weed and, you know, Will, um, it's just, I don't think we look at it that way. To be honest with you, we just look at it as how can we make it better? How can we all message me, uh, improve the messaging? And how can we elevate the sport? Yeah. But we don't look at it as like, oh, we'll cut this person. And now we don't do that. Okay. Uh, what do you, what, what, what bugs you, Doug Cabrera, about our sport or our teams or whatever? Like, what kind of just makes you shake your head? Or, I mean, obviously, there's got to be a few things. I don't know if you're want to spill it or not but like what what, what can we what can we be better at like either as in the media or riders and teams or anything like in your eyes oh man that's a tough question i don't know if there's something that bugs me i just i think what and i think it's more like i just put it on myself and 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 how we can do things better but i think it just it i, I think i'd have to flip it and say what bugs me is that people outside our world don't grasp our sport the way we do. And that's what we always strive for. Right. Yep. So I don't think there's something in the industry that drives me nuts. I'm like, Oh, this is, you know, it sucks. or this is terrible because of everything. And I love everything about the sport. Um, but I think more so I look at it as like, I'm just frustrated. Like, you know, we get amped up every Saturday, you know, we can't wait for that main event or we can't wait for that first moto or that you know, first playoff race or whatever. Um, but to me, I get more frustrated. Like, how can my neighbors understand what we do better? How, you know, they get football, they get baseball. They, why can't they get our sport? You know what I mean? So I always strive to, to educate and make it as simple as possible so more fans can get, get our world and, and, and get jacked up about it. That's where my cynical Steve comes in, Doug, because 
I just, I'm just like, you know, we were on the Tonight Show, we were on ESPN, we are what we are. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, to, to grow it'd be great. I'd make more money. You guys would make more money. We'd all be happy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not so sure. Like, we're ever gonna get there. I'm not saying that you guys should stop trying, but in my yeah. eyes, yeah, I just, I don't know if we'll ever get there, man. We are what we are a little bit. We're rednecky uh, dirt bike racers, you know. I, 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 I hear you, but the thing is, like, if you bring anyone, and I'm just thinking, I'm from my end. Whenever I bring a a friend, a yep. guest, family member, whatever, mm-hmm. I just say, hey, just come out to the races, you know, you know, come on out, check it out. They always walk away, blown away, and I, oh, I had no idea, and then they become fans. Yeah, you know, so they, there is that they we can, you know, get more people interested in our sport. There is that that wowness of our sport. Mm-hmm. We just got to make that connection and. You know, that's all we get up every morning. Sure. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, there is some of that. Our athletes are amazing. The the the, the things yeah. that they put their bodies through and the the uh, endurance they need and the the you know all of that, the strength, all of it. It's incredible what these guys mm-hmm. do. Um, yeah. So I mean, got to respect it for yeah. sure. Hey, did so um, at one point, like when Feld acquired um, uh, whatever it was, Live Nation at that point or whoever. Um, yeah, they, Live Nation. They relocated to, to Florida. Was it a no brainer for you to do that? I mean, some people didn't do it. Some people were let go. Uh, did you? Was it a no brainer for you? And how do you like Florida life compared to Illinois? I uh, love Florida. Uh, I'm not going to go back to Illinois. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I, I miss my friends and family, so if they're listening, sorry. But I, yeah. I love Florida. I love the lifestyle here. Okay. Um, so, no, it was a great move. Um, you know, to be honest with you, uh, um, when, when there's change, everyone's kind of a little apprehensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of those folks, not because I didn't want to, uh, because I didn't believe in what we were doing. But, of course, you know, you're, yeah. you're getting up and moving your whole life. And, you know, when, when I've grown up in the Midwest, went to school there, started my career there, you know, my family's there, like it, it's all there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, I was a little nervous, um, but the, I got lucky because some of my coworkers came down before me and I would check in with them uh, as, you know, decisions were being made when departments were going to be asked to either, Hey, come on down or, or not. Um, but they were all like, you're going to love it. Come on down here. So I, I came down for a few meetings. And within like ten minutes, I'm like, "Yep, I'm good. This is it." <laughs> yeah, we we had <laughs> so that me- I, I we, we, had, we had that media summit last year there at headquarters. That's an impressive place, Feld headquarters. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. You guys came in during the Tampa race, and you yeah. guys got the tour, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, I made uh, I made Sean Brennan uh, get me pizza at two races for <laughs> me, for me. Changing my ticket and, and st- spending an extra night on the road, I I, I said, okay, you got to order pizza for the media for two races, and and he actually did three. So props to Sean. Oh, Brandon. look so, at yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. But you know, and that's that's good that you guys did that. I think it's important because a lot of people don't know, you know, all of what Fell does. You know, everyone thinks it's just Supercross, but when you come see us and you see everything else that we do and live entertainment company, and you know, uh, we're entertaining families and kids, and it's just it's just a it's awesome. What's the next innovation for our sport, Doug? That like we talked a little bit about the the onboard stuff and a little bit about the arrows and the, the leader lights and all of that stuff. But like, mm-hmm. what in your eyes, and when you look at other sports on TV or when you talk to other people, and even yep. even if it's not doable right now in our sport for technology mm-hmm. reasons or political reasons or whatever, what do you see uh-huh. as the next step in innovation for our t- our TV show, our races on TV? I think, you know, some of the things we've talked about, I think we can, we can do this, um, uh, you know, using audio more, uh, micing people up, um, hearing some, some conversations, obviously, that the teams would approve and we're all good. We don't want to yeah. get any, anybody in trouble or anything like that. But just like 
so the fans can hear more of behind the scenes and what they're looking at and, and why they're asking the rider to do certain things, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe on the race day live side, because it's more of a game day, maybe we start, you know, using some virtual graphics, uh, virtual reality graphics um, that show, you know, moving bikes around on the track and like, hey, check this, you know, part out. And maybe they're going to do this section this way or they're going to maybe do it this way. You know, those things are all, I mean, they're all there. I mean, mm-hmm. I see them in other sports and they're doing them. So I'm like, wow, we can do that. Right, right. You know? So things like that. And it's just more to help tell the story. And those things are the things that are going to help people understand our sport uh, a lot more, you know, because I know our sport can be a little difficult at times. So the more we can educate them any way we can, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, all right. I think we've – did. I, I got everything on my list, Doug, that I wanted to ask you. Oh, I got one more thing. We, we just – I got a request. Yeah. We got to make this happen this year. Uh, our guy, Uncle Jim, uh, Jim Holly, he was on Race Day Live forever. Uh, and can we just put Uncle Jim back on RDL for one show? Just bring him back in. We, we miss him. The fans miss him. You know, uh, he would love to do it. He'll never ask because he's Jim and he's, you know, got too much mm-hmm. pride and all this. But let's put Uncle Jim, let's give him a Race Day Live. Let's do that. You know what? Jim Holly is a great guy. I love working with him. He uh, he is a fun, funny guy, outgoing. <laughs> he is. Uh, very comfortable in front of the camera. It was uh, absolutely joy to work with. Um, Just let's... yeah, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I, yeah, yeah, I'd be happy okay. to right. maybe see maybe see Mr. Holly out on RDL and. Yeah, and, just um, bring him back for like a you know because he was the, he was he was like everybody's security blanket on Race Day Live for the longest yeah. time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, let's, let's... and I do see him. I do see him roaming around at the at the stadium sometimes. He'll come by and say hi. He's a great guy. Yeah, so, he's a great yeah. guy. Yeah, he's helping out a little bit with the VIP stuff and everything else. And he'll tell you, yeah. he'll tell you over and over. He doesn't need to be there, and he doesn't. You know, he's got he's plenty busy. But in his heart, he loves it. He loves it, and that's yeah. why he's there. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's let's okay. let's bring like let's let's yeah, we'll bring like a special RDL. Jim Holly is back. Um, yeah, there you go. I'd love it. I'd love to see it. I there think I, I think the yeah. listeners and viewers would love it too. Um, yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for the time, Doug. I, I appreciate it. I uh, really got to know you a little bit, Salt Lake City. Uh, we went out e-biking a couple times. That was a lot of fun. Um, and, yeah, man, you're you're passionate. You care about the sport. Um, you know, I think I think people, again, like, you know, whether it's Bondo or just the TV crew, I think sometimes you guys get a bad rap. Uh, and I thought this would give people an idea that there is somebody behind the scenes and there's not just you, there's many people, but there's people oh, behind yeah. the scenes that care and they're fans and they, and they're listening and they're mm-hmm. trying. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate the time, Steve. And, uh, yeah, you know, we just, we just ask the fans to, uh, you know, you know, uh, tune in, watch, just enjoy it. Um, it's a great sport. We've got great athletes and, um, we've got a lot of people behind the scenes that work very hard to make sure that, uh, you know, we're entertaining them um, and growing the sport at the same time. So, yeah, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everything you do and all the journalists. And like you said, it's, it's one big family now. Yeah. And uh, it's just going to get bigger from here. So it's going to be great. Yeah, it does seem like it's moving in the right direction, right? Um, which mm-hmm. is which is such a change from, again, I mean, we used to have – we used to have the announcers be like, see everybody at Anaheim. And and it's like, wait, we're at Glen Helen in two weeks. Can, can you talk yeah. about, you know, it was such a. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's so awkward. It yeah, was awkward. And, it sucks. Yeah. And the other thing, you know, fans, I'm going to remind your audience, too, that, you know, we're live every Saturday. You know, that wasn't always the case. 
Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you know, for, for sure. You, us old schoolers, I mean, there was a, a week delay. We would do a, what's called live to tape, yeah. and then we would go edit the show, and then we would send it off to the network, and they would play it a week later. And that oh, was, yeah. while it was great to say we were on you know, ESPN or whatever it was at the time, now, you know, just, I just want to remind everybody, guys, you're getting it live. Yeah. Like, enjoy it. It's right in front of you every Saturday night. Sit back. And enjoy it. Yeah, it's the people. It's there's some people out there that would win the lottery and complain about the taxes that they have to pay. You know, <laughs> like it is better than what it used to be. I we Weege and I do this re-raceables podcast, and you can totally tell when Art already knows what's going to happen. You know, when he's doing yeah. the when he's doing the voiceover. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's so true. You're yeah. like you're like you how gotta... Art knew exactly this pass was coming at this point. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, the emotions were gone. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was totally different. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it was totally different back then. Awesome. Well, thanks for the time, Doug Cabrera. Really appreciate it. Uh, nice to chat with you again, and um, uh, we'll chat next week because I guess the Supercross preview videos are are getting worked on now. So, um, yeah, uh, man, thanks a lot okay. for your time. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners. Don't change the earth. Don't change a thing.